0: Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> so I got a, I got a bit of a message that I'm gonna share with you guys. And I wanna know, do you guys have a pet peeve? Yeah. 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 Yeah, you do? More than one. Tardiness. Tardiness? Being late, okay. Anybody else? Yeah, same thing. <laughs> same thing. Toys left on the stairs. <laughs> 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 Toys left on the stairs, yeah. Anything else? Drivers. Drivers. Yeah. I had I had one of those on my way here. Mm. Yeah. I was like, who don't What are you drive doing? correctly.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: People who don't drive correctly. Anything else? Municipal bylaws. <laughs> <laughs> Parking tickets, yeah. <laughs> People that will give up their seats in the SkyTrain. Oh, yeah. Or buses. <laughs> what else gets you? I'm not going to ask Bora because she'll probably name about 10 things that I do. <laughs> so I just won't go there. Uh, not people. Mean not people, <laughs> the, uh,
1: people who
0: ignore responsibility. People who ignore responsibility, yeah. So I'm just wondering, do you ever find yourself frustrated about something? Like you're like some things make you so frustrated. Do you know what I'm talking about? And somehow, like you make a big scene out of it, and then after that, you're like, you're like, what what did I just do? You know, like you know what I'm saying? You make a big scene, and you're like, Dude, I I totally like overreacted here. Like this was nothing, and I'm just. So then you feel that shame, right? That shame. Or maybe for other people, it's uh, you know when some somebody frustrates you, you kind of retreat back, and you go you go you go hide in your. Any of you guys do more more of that? You retreat back. You go in your room, and you eat a big bucket of ice cream. Amen. <laughs> I got a name in here. I got a name in right there. <laughs> Doctor Chip. <laughs> Chocolate <chip>? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I like big of chips. Yeah, I'm with you. Or maybe you're more of the type when when somebody bugs you, you kind of you kind of punish them by giving them the cold shoulder. Anybody do that? Oh yeah, Borat does that. I have to put it in there just a little side note. Can I get a witness? <laughs> right. We all have our own kind of way that we get frustrated, right? So what I, do, what I want to do tonight is I want to look at different ways that we could prevent ourselves from having, you know, certain reactions that could actually damage our reputation and damage our life or, or, you know, cause problems. I want us to gain new skills that will help us to kind of bring stability in our lives. So when things get challenging, we don't go and eat a bucket of ice cream. You see what I'm saying? When things get challenging, we don't freak out. Or, like, we don't do something that is out of line. So, I think, I think it's important because, you know what, guys? We only have... How many reputations do we have? One. 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 Ooh, okay. So, it's important that we keep our reputation. And the, how we react to things... Is going to determine many times what kind of reputations that we have when you have a good reputation a lot of opportunities open up when you have a bad reputation they, they start closing down is that true yes. so we want to have a good reputation we want to respond well so the name of the message tonight is this chill chill bill Be still And know that I am God I I hope there's nobody called Bill in here Okay I didn't want to offend anybody My alter ego's name is Bill (laughs) (laughs) I'll remember that (laughs) And I have 40 alter egos (laughs) (laughs) Okay (laughs) for deliverance. <laughs> we do have a deliverance <laughs> So, so let, let me pray Father I just thank you for tonight Thank you for the worship And, and all the worshipers. We, we come together as one As a family of God And help us to, to build your kingdom Help us God to, to share the gospel And, and to really bring uh, a spirit of evangelism In this neighborhood God we thank you, God, for what you're going to do and what you're going to share tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, so I'm going to tell a little story about the time that I went to jail. You guys want to hear that? Yeah. I don't know. Should I tell it, Bora? She gets scared. <laughs> <laughs> well, out of jail. Can you believe that I went to jail? <laughs> yes. You can. <laughs> How many of you guys went to jail before? Um, <laughs> um, Ray, really? <laughs> For a parking ticket. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm the only one who went to jail. That's okay. <laughs> <have been> <laughs> okay, so, so anyways, one of my buddies... We kinda of got in an argument and I went over to his house and I could see him in the house, like and there's this like glass window there. And I'm like like yo, open up, like open the door, you know? And he's like you know go when away. someone gives you that like just go away, <laughs> Just go. Like here, go away. So I'm like So all I did was this, I'm like Okay, I went like that as I left. I kind of like, I kind of gave a half punch on the window, like, I'm like, okay, whatever. And boom, the window just collapsed everywhere. And of course, I kind of freaked out and I ran away. (laughs) And then the police came. They actually you know the police actually find somehow they know where you are and they find you somewhere. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that works. <laughs> how did they know where I was? But somehow they found me somewhere. And they're like, "Okay, like put your wallet on the floor, put your like I took I emptied out all of my stuff. I had like $20 and my wallet and my keys, and they they brought me into jail. <sighs> wasn't fun. So today what I want to talk about is I going to talk about a little bit about self-control. It's my favorite topic because <laughs> I have so much of it. <laughs> Especially <laughs> so, <laughs> so ask your, I'm care'm good I'm doing a lot better so anyway I'm preaching this to myself good so so okay what like number one what is self-control or a gentle spirit according to scripture right number two why is self-control or having a gentle spirit so important why is it important number three how can I gain a greater sense of self-control? Now, to different people, self-control could be a different thing, right? For, for some people, it's getting angry. For other people, it's, it's retreating. And the way I've kind of, like I did a lot of s- searching, and what I, what I feel self-control comes down to is this, is that really it's, it's a something that happens to you And somehow, you get off of God's will. You see what I'm saying? Like, like something happens to you, like somebody does something to you, and then you respond in a way that is not biblical. You see what I'm saying? So it doesn't mean that you're getting angry and you're breaking windows. It could be something else, right? So, how many people ever suffer of lack of self-control? And this kind of works well because we're, a lot of us are fasting, so I just thought it kind of worked good with that. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> so uh, so the verse I want to read, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Right? So when you think about fruit, how many of you guys like fruit? Fruit. Do you uh, you guys drink smoothies and stuff like that too, or? I like smoothies every day. Just, just. <laughs> every day. It's good. You know, if you have like five smoothies a day, this doesn't become that good anymore. <laughs> <Okay>. I repent. <laughs> so, here's the thing with fruit. Okay, they plant the, you plant the seed, and then the tree starts growing, right? Can you pull on the tree to make it grow faster? No. No. advisable. Is that gonna help? No. No. Okay. How? How? How does the fruit come? Well, patience. patience, right? Time. So, what I'm saying is, someone, for example, these guys are getting baptized. Woohoo! Okay. Are you because you have the Holy Spirit? Are you gonna be like? you're going to have like all this self-control and this peace and this patience and all the fruits of the spirit like right like like that no right so the tree the fruit takes a while to grow and i i studied a little bit about the fruit and this is what they say about fruit trees is that what stumps the growth of fruit or what stops the growth of fruits On trees is a couple things and one of them I was quite impressed because it said this and I read it on on a website Um, the number one reason for failure of trees to bear fruit is improper tree vigor so what they were saying is when the tree is really strong it actually doesn't produce as much fruit so a tree a tree that's really healthy and doing really well doesn't pr- produce as much fruit. And and it got me thinking like about, you know, the fruits of the spirit. And if you think about it, when you're really strong and when everything when you're you got a strong life, you got a strong marriage, you got a strong job, everything's good, like, it's not... Your fruits of the spirits aren't really growing that much because there's not that many challenges. There's not really much to be patient about. Do <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So, so we, we need to embrace our weaknesses in some ways because what it does is it actually produces fruit. And I'm not saying to be broke on purpose. you see what I'm saying? But what I'm saying is this. Is that in your journey... You need to appreciate where you are Because God has you A certain place because He cares more about Your fruits Than He cares about Your outside looks Right? So number two Why, why are trees Not producing as much fruit as others? Number two is Poor pollination So you guys know what pollination is, Right? So pollination is, it's like, it's almost like a transfer, right? Like from one tree to the other, and like, and what what I thought is this, is that if you isolate yourself, right, if you're isolating yourself, you're not going to bear much fruit. There's something about coming together and cross-pollinating, praying for one another. You see what I'm saying? Community. This actually helps you because here's what happens. Is when something bad happens, you don't feel like you're by yourself. Right? So you have you, you have more patience. You have more you have more stability in your life when you have a fellowship of people that come together. You guys agree with that? Amen. And what I I was actually sharing with a couple people is this is that when we come to church, we don't understand everything that's happening. And yes, sometimes it could be boring. It could. But there's always a pollination that's happening. There's always something that's happening. And there's something that's going deep in your spirit. And even if you don't feel it, maybe you don't feel the goosebumps. Maybe you don't feel the fire of God. Maybe you're not feeling what, you, what other people are experiencing. You're, you're like... You know, someone's like, oh man, when I come to church, like I feel this fire and like, whew, like, man, the presence of God, like I got goosebumps on my goosebumps, you know what I'm saying? And you're like, well, I'm not feeling any of that. Well, first of all, we're not all created the same way. Some people are designed as seeing, right? They're more like seers. So, so. Like, for example, Bora has a lot of dreams, right? So she gets dreams, and God speaks to her through dreams. So her gifting is more of a seeing kind of gift, right? Other people, for me, I'm a feeler. So, and it kind of goes with, it could be like kind of like a love language, right, that you have with God. I'm a feeler. So, like, I feel God's presence when I come in, like... Wow, I you know, so I just want to tell you if you don't feel God's presence as much as you feel like others do, don't feel bad because maybe you're not you're not as much of a feeler. Am I making sense? Yes. And um it's really important that we can we can come to church, and what I was saying is this, and and the analogy that I used is that when you miss church, when you miss church coming to church once a week it's like you're missing a breath it's like you know when you breathe, you're breathing like, and then you miss a service you like right and then I'm telling you I don't know why God gave me that picture he gave me that picture because there's something that happens in a corporate setting amen is that true? it's true and, and I'm a big advocate of church that's why I wanted to start a church <laughs> makes sense right why not because I, I you know I want to be this church planter guy or something like that it's because I believe in the church and I believe that the church is the bride yes. man my bride I remember Bora when she walked in with that veil and like whew, Man, I almost I almost fell on my face. Like like I remember. I won't tell you the story what happened before that with Pastor Julio, but hallelujah. Ray was there. <laughs> don't tell anyone. Okay, I'll tell you guys. <laughs> right before I was going to go to the altar, I start I just started bawling my eyes out. I don't know why, but fear. A fear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like 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 a little baby, like a child. <laughs> and I was taking the breath. <laughs> the you know when you're breathing like that, you're really. <laughs> oh, I you uh-huh. So anyways, I, I go up on the front and it's like, I don't know if anybody could tell, but oh, okay, good. <laughs> Thank you. but there's something there's something about coming together guys because like I was saying the church is the bride the bride is the most important thing it's a thing that I love it's a thing that I protect it's the thing I think about in the morning and we can't forget that we are the bride the church is so important to Jesus that he referred to it as the bride And. The reason why I'm an advocate is that I went, it took me three years of going to church every single week. I, I kid you not, I don't think I missed one service to build my life back. I came from a life that was completely destroyed. I had lost everything. I was at the low, like if I could take a picture of me on that couch... At my lowest point, you'd be like, who is that guy? But, you see, I... And I agree with what you were saying, Renan, is that, you know, I, I still love God, and I was at home, and I worshipped, and I, I did do all that, but I was a mess. I was screwed. And what it took for me, maybe maybe that's just me, but what it took for me is the consistency of going to a, a church service every week and not missing, and I I guarantee you, like, the growth that I've experienced, and the peace that I experienced in my life, and the confidence that I I got in myself, and and all of that came, I truly believe it came from the church. That's why I'm an advocate, that's why I want everybody at the skateboard park to be part of our community, everybody over there, everybody that's driving right in front of there, to understand the importance of the church. Amen? and i put it like this before is that the church is like a net and your church you can't go lower than the net if you fall the net catches you and you might you might be you might fall but someone will pick you right back up and say no no come on over here come on Otherwise, when you're by yourself and you don't have a church, what happens is you fall and there's no net to catch you. It, maybe this, this works better for those who are just kind of starting with church. And I know some of you guys are, you know, you've been going to church for a long time. But uh, I think it's important. So uh, really quick, I want to... I wanna, you guys remember the story of Moses... And when Moses uh, was in the desert and he helped the people from Egypt to come out of Egypt, and they started complaining to him. You guys remember that? And God said, they were thirsty. So he said, You talk to the rock, right? Talk to the rock, and then the water's going to come out. So what did Moses do? You guys remember? (laughs) Snapped it. <laughs> he smacked it here's what Moses said here now you rebels must we bring water out of this rock then Moses lifted up his hand and struck the rock twice so God told them speak to the rock you know that sometimes you need to speak but what did he do he was angry he lost control He lost his self-control, and he hit the rock, and the water still came out. But what happened after that? You guys remember? He wasn't allowed to go to um, the promised land? After that, he was not allowed to go in the promised land. Wow, we could really get ourselves into trouble, eh? (laughs) If we get out of control... Is it possible that we will miss our promised land? And I don't want to put fear in you guys. I just want to give you guys, make you guys understand how important it is to have self-control. So I'm going to read I'm going to read uh 1 Peter chapter 3. And it says this. So why is it important to have self-control? It says your beauty should not come from outward adornment such as braided hair or gold jewelry and fine clothes, but from the inner disposition of your heart, the unfading beauty of what? A gentle and quiet spirit, which is precious in God's sight. So why is it important to have self-control? First of all, to be a good example, right? So Jesus said, People will know you by your love, and what is what is the you, the most popular verse on love? Is what love is patient, kind. Everyone said kind. I don't know why. I said patient. The first one is patient. Love is patient. So when someone from the outside sees you, how you react to certain situations, they're gonna say, "Wow." There's something... See, like, like things will happen, right? The how you respond is really going to be a testimony of Jesus. Number two, why is it important? There's consequences to your actions, right? You see, when I hit that thing, even though I really didn't even mean to break it. You see, Moses didn't really mean... To like do something bad. He just got angry. So number three. Fruits are the best part. Fruits contain the seeds. So the fruits of the spirit. Are the the best part. Of our lives to God. That's the part of our lives. That God is like. ooh, This tastes good. Right? Your patience, your love, your your joy, your fruits of the Spirit. God comes and He's like, mmm, this tastes good. This is the, this is the part, like the tree's cool and all, but man, you go right for the fruit, right? Like, I'm going for that, that cran apple or something. I'm just joking. <laughs> How many of you guys like cran apples? <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> <Grand laughs> Cran crab apples. apples. Crab apples. Crab apples. Crab apples. 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 They suck. They suck. They can make they great suck. jelly. They do. So, who here really wants don't to don't taste don't. like one of those crab apples? No, no. Jelly <laughs> jelly. How many people know that there's actually fruits that are poisonous? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't want to have that, do we? No. So, uh, Psalm chapter 1, verse 3. It says this. You guys like this verse, right? You're like a tree that's planted by the river, bearing fruit in each season. Their leaves will never wither. And what? They prosper in everything they do. Why do you prosper when you have fruits? Let's say you're in business. That your deal doesn't go through. And you lose patience. You, you quit. Fruits of the Spirit will actually help you to prosper. If you have all the fruits of the Spirit, how many know you're not going to get fired as much as if you are lacking fruits of the Spirit? Is that true? Yes. So when I, I know a lot of people don't get too motivated on just, well, God's going to be happy with me. So I'm going to add in this. Is that when you start having the fruits of the Spirit, it says that when, when you're by the river, you bear much fruit, and, the, and, then, and then you prosper in everything you do. How's that river? Where's the river? It's a river. There's a river here. I felt it, actually, when I was worshiping. There's a river. So why does they why do they say planted? Because when you're planted, you're just like, come on, give me some of that juice, some of the vitamins, you know, some of the minerals. There's something about planting that is important. How many know that a tree can't really like get up and walk around and go here and. I mean, it could stretch branches out a little bit, but maybe the birds come up. and. But there's something about being planted somewhere. So I encourage all of you guys to have, you, you need to have a, a home church, a local church. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, so how do we get. How do we get uh, these fruits? How do we how do we gain access to this? How do we increase the ability to have the fruits of the spirit? Any maybe you guys could help me out on this? Uh, pray in tongues. Pray in tongues. Huh? Fasting. Fasting. Uh-huh. Devotional time, like Brandon said. Devotional time. Yeah. I think fasting is really good. (laughs) I totally agree with that, because I could feel the... Giving. Giving? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Obeying. Obeying? Yeah. Obeying. Fellowship. Yeah. Loving one another, unconditionally. Loving? Yeah. Because we want to do this. Okay, so what do we got so far? We got... (laughs) We want fruits. We want it to be... Okay, so the point is this, guys. I'm trying to make... The point is this. Is that you can't force a tree to grow a fruit. So you can't beat yourself over the head because you're not there yet. Right? But you can be planted somewhere or you could be watered. You could... Go a place where you're being watered in the spirit. Go somewhere where there's minerals coming, right? Where 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 you you're in a in an ideal place, right? You put a tree, take a tree and put it right in the middle of nowhere. Isolated, it's not gonna. I don't I don't think it's gonna grow as many fruits as you know an orchard with like, <laughs> right? Am I? It, it's gonna be like this like little tree on the side, like rinky dinky. So, I am an advocate of the church. I really am because it worked for me. So, I'm going to share this message over and over. I'm going to tell all the kids at the skate park, you need to get plugged in. You need to understand what it feels like to have a family. Have a family, even if your family lets you down, right? You have a family. You have a family. So, here's what I wrote. Ways that you could actually bear fruit. When something happens to you, you get back up and you keep going. Number two, you learn from your mistakes. I will never punch a glass door ever again. I won't even touch it. That your (laughs) blood. Did you do that? The point is this, guys. You're going to screw up. And I'm not prophesying this over you, but I'm going (laughs) to say it. It's just part of life. Like, we have to be be real, right? We're all going to screw up at one point. But, don't bash your head over the head like, oh, I screwed up, man. Like, no, no. Get back up again. Learn from your mistakes. And say, you know what? Next time this happens, I'm going to try this a little bit different. like, like I said, I'm not going to punch the window, you know, or like, or like Moses, like, maybe next time that God tells me to like, speak to the rock, like I'm just going to obey him, and I'm just going to speak to the rock. And by the way, I, I believe that there's a prophetic message behind the speaking to the rock, which is that the first time he did it, he hit the rock, right? which is, is kind of a picture of Jesus being smitten, right? Poof. But once he's smitten, you don't need to smite him again. All you need to do is ask him, and he's going to pour it out. You see, the, you see what I'm talking about? So he actually kind of, he kind of tweaked the prophetic meaning of, of the whole story that is supposed to happen. All we need to do now is ask Jesus into our heart. And if you've never asked Jesus in your heart, we're going to actually give you an opportunity to receive him tonight. So maybe, Michael, you can come up, and we're going to close this. So Proverbs, and and maybe you guys could take a note with this, because I think this is a really awesome verse. It says this, Proverbs chapter twenty-four verse sixteen. The righteous, and that's what you're saying, Renan, the righteous falls, they fall seven times. But what do they do? They rise up again. But the wicked stumble in times of calamity, calamity. The righteous fall. Wow, the Bible is actually saying that. So much for the prosperity gospel, right? Well, if you just do everything good, everything's gonna be good. You're not gonna fall. You're, if you love God, everything's gonna be handy dandy for you. It's gonna be a we're gonna put a bow over your life, and everything's gonna be beautiful, right? But here's the thing: do not let your falling down stop you from getting back up and plant yourself again. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We worship you, God. We worship you. The last point I want to make. So, number one, get back up again. Try again. We're going to screw up. Try again. The fruits are going to come. The more you try again, the more they come. Learn from your mistakes. Number two, what could I do better? Next time I lose my patience, what could I have done? What could I have thought differently? What could I have focused on differently? Number three, trust in God. And I'm going to close with this. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 7. Blessed are those who trust in the Lord. Who what? Trust in the Lord. Blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. And this is a, a little bit of a different version than the Psalms version, but it says, They are like trees planted along a riverbank with roots. That reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of what? Long months of drought. How many here have been in a drought? Blessed are those who trust in the Lord, who have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They're not bothered by the heat or worried by the long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. Thank you, Jesus. And the point that I'm trying to make is this when you have, when you trust in God, when you trust in Him, no matter what happens to you, you can still show fruits Because you're trusting in Him. It's like, I don't have patience for this, but God, I'm trusting in you. Right? I don't feel joy right now, but I'm trusting in you, God. And trusting in you gives me that joy. Trusting is such an important thing. So why don't we all stand up right now? And we're going we're gonna to close. So Father, I just pray right now that you help us to be planted by the river. Help us to be good examples, God. Help us to protect our reputations. Help us, God, when we fall to get back up again. Help us, God. So I just want to challenge you guys. If you've been feeling shame or guilt, I'm going to rebuke that thing. There is no shame or guilt allowed in this place. I will not tolerate it. I will not tolerate guilt or shame in this place. In the name of Jesus, we declare that you are loved. We declare that you are accepted. We declare that you don't have to perform. That no matter what you do, we will receive you. God will receive you. So right now, Father, we come against that spirit of shame and guilt, and we declare it gone right now. Tell it to go. Tell it to go. Tell it to go. It's got to go. Even, even the, the kids here at the skateboard park, you know, the reason why sometimes they don't want to come is they feel guilt because they, whatever sin that they commit, they feel like they're not worthy. But no, Father, we just rebuke that lie right now. And we say, come. Come to the river. Come to the river. We call Him in, God. We call Him in, God. Right now for all of you that are standing, I declare that Jesus is your Lord and that from, from this day, from this day, more fruits are coming. The ability to have patience, I pray that over you right now. I pray for discernment, to know where to be planted, to know where to be positioned to get the watering, to get the nutrients. I pray that you bless them, O God, as they go tonight. And I pray for grace for those who are fasting. And I pray for an increase in their lives. Open eyes to see Solutions to to issues. Solutions to problems. I declare right now Open eyes to see Uh Open eyes to learn Open eyes to learn Uh The Bible says abstain from all appearance of evil Abstain. Why? Because you only have one reputation. Your reputation is for you. That's your thing. Abstain from all appearance of evil. Even if it's not evil, if it looks like it's evil, don't even do it. Why? Because you only have one reputation. And your reputation is for you. It's for your good. God wants to bless you. God wants to open up opportunities. He wants to open up jobs. He wants to open up ministries for you. He wants to do all these things. But it says in the Bible that your reputation goes before you in a way. Your gift goes before you, right? Thank you, Jesus. I'm just going to finish with this. And we're going to do some prayer. So maybe I'll call up the prayer leaders to come up. We're going to do one last song. So maybe the worship team could come as well. And then we're going to have some food and some fellowship. We want to get to know you. We want to evangelize the neighborhood. (coughs) 2 Corinthians chapter 12. He said this. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For what? My power is made perfect in weakness. My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore what? Therefore what? I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. What is this saying? It's okay to be weak. It's okay to screw up. Why? His grace is sufficient. It's good enough. He's good enough. He's good enough. You don't have to be good enough. He's good enough. Do you see what I'm saying? He's good enough. I will boast in my weaknesses. So what he's saying is that, I think what he's saying here is boast. You don't brag about it, but you can bring it to attention. Here, I'm I'm struggling here. Guys, I have a problem here. I need some help. I need, I need, can you help? Guys, guys, can you pray for me here? You know what I'm saying? Instead of hiding it, you're boasting about it. You're talking about it. So let's all worship together. I'm gonna. Can I get that uh, thing here? This thing right there. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. So why don't you guys come up and uh, receive some prayer right now? And we've got the team here, they're getting the food ready. So come on up and receive prayer. Come and boast about your weaknesses because God wants his power to rest on you is what the Bible says when you admit your weaknesses there's a power that comes instead of hiding just be honest